Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. And welcome to another episode of the Class Clown Podcast, a podcast where we talk to people about things they know a lot about. My name is Chino Liao, joining you for another information pack. I could have said informative, but we'll go with information pack episode here on the pod. Again, back after two weeks of no episodes. I hope you use that time to catch up on all the old episodes I have. I trust that uh, that's what you did because you are a loyal listener to my little podcast endeavor. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed that last episode with Leland Lim. Sana na capture ko yung kapugian niya in podcast form. If not, then you're just gonna have to go look at his Instagram for that. But enough about Leland. Let's talk about this week's guest. See, it is the month of October, spooky season, which is why I am dedicating this entire month, or what's left of it, to things that I am afraid of. I am currently tracking down a reptile expert and a mathematician. Because those are two things that I am afraid of. But before we get to those, we are going to be talking to somebody who drives cars for a living. That is right. I don't know if you know this about me, folks. I don't drive. I cannot operate a motor vehicle. Well, I can. People usually get hurt. <laughs> it's happened more than once. And I, I don't know what to tell you. It's not, I, I don't like the feeling of driving it is very unnerving for me our guest today said he started out racing professionally because he started with go-karts i started out with bump cars so don't palang medyo malini approach ko to driving which is why i am so glad that our guest is none other than the motoring section editor of the Manila Standard and professional race car driver, Mr. Milo Rivera. Milo joins me today to talk about all things motorsports only here on the Class Clown Podcast. This week on the podcast, we have a professional race car driver as well as the editor for the motoring section of the Manila Standard. Let us welcome Milo Rivera to the Class Clown podcast. Hi, Milo. Hello. Hi, Chino. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly a pleasure. And I know this is going to be a fun, fun interview. Yes, yes. Oh, because... The reason I chose to have somebody from with your background on is number one, drive to survive is a thing 
now, diba? Like, I'm sure you have had a lot of friends who weren't really into motorsports start talking to you about motorsports, diba? Oh, uh, tell me about it. <laughs> exactly. Lahat tayo nakaka-encounter niyan. Ako, personally, you'll reveal a little something about myself. I don't drive uh, at all. So for me, this world is a little murky. But you, you're the exact opposite. You drive for a job, for professionally, diba? So I'd like to ask you, first of all, paano ka napasok dito? How did you start driving? Kumbaga? Like in a professional sense. From a very young age, my family kasi was into cars. My father's side of that. So they love to collect certain vehicles. And from an early age, as early as one, as my parents would even account for it, ano pa, I would know what brand associates to which car. Oh, yan, Toyota yan. Yan, Mitsubishi yan. Okay. And then a year after, alam ko nang... Toyota Corolla yan. Right. Mitsubishi Lancer yan. So there was that love for cars at an early age, pretty much from probably the moment I was born. And then years after, I loved to collect Hot Wheels right. and all of those things that are car-related. I loved cars. Yet ironically, believe it or not, I did not want to be a race car driver. Okay. First, not at all. And to cut the long story short, it was my... Ill- Cousin's 11th birthday when he took us to the go-kart track. Back then, it was located on sa Boom na Boom. Right. Okay, Star so City. They, yeah. Uh-oh. Yes. There was this local go-kart track there. And our, my cousin took us. We had fun. We were racing against each other and some of our other friends. And that very moment after his celebration, I went home, talked to my mom and told her, I want to race. Right. Wow. So that's where it pretty much started. I know it may sound like a story of a spoiled brat. That did I. Privileged child. Privileged. Uh, I know. Well, we know it's That's how it pretty much started. So we started racing go karts locally. Right. Back there, also in Boom na Boom, as it was called back then, we would have our own share of success. And then eventually, a year after, 2012, that I was... Sorry, 2008. My bad. So my, my cousin's birthday was 2007, 2008. My parents had a friend who knew someone from the national scene, the national go-kart racing scene. Right. And told them, why don't you have your child try it out? Try out for the nationals. And true enough, when I was still 12 years old, that's where it pretty much started. Wow. How it became a profession, kumbaga. Right. Back then, I didn't know it was a profession. Right. Just yet. I thought, yeah, I was just living a childhood dream to become a race car driver or to right. drive fast and compete at a high level. Not early, but nga, looking back at it, it bloomed into a career. Yeah. A, a career that's been present for like 15 years. I've been noticing, and this is just as a casual here, na ang dami talagang race car drivers na nagsastart out sa, sa go-karts eh, no? Mm, is that like yes. natural? Like, yan ba yung version yun ng softball or ng little league sa racing world? Ganun ba talaga yung trajectory ng isang driver? Ideally, yes. 
Bakit? Why is why is that the case? Like in any other sports, you'd want to start them young. Yeah. To develop certain foundations and to develop certain crafts that become second nature as they continue on with their development. Yun nga sa, with motorsports specifically, go-karts, they're pretty much scaled formula cars or open wheel. Okay. So since they're smaller, yes, they're not as powerful as real cars. But they go fast. Right. And the sensation of certain speed in a go-kart can match higher speeds na nararamdaman mo sa kotse because you're, right. so low to, you're so low to the ground. Right. And you're so exposed. Your body's so exposed. You're yes. close to your competitor. And since racing is pretty much or on a circuit point of view, unahan kayo, first one to cross the finish line wins after X amount of laps or an X amount of distance. Ganun naman din yung objective sa go-karts. The only difference is you start with less frills, less complexities na wala, you don't have to worry about shifting yet or ito lang yung steering mo, gas brake lang, yeah. uh, mo. So it's, it's more simple. What not a lot of people see is that how competitive it can be, how a lot of things can be developed in terms of the foundations, the known, the, the technical aspect of it, the racecraft na sinasabi. By, by racecraft, I mean the decision-making right. when it comes to certain situations sa, 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 in the middle of, in, right. throughout the course of a race. Kasi, syempre, if you move up to cars right away or formula cars, like as we see on Formula 1, at those speeds, maybe the, you know, certain repercussions may not be as as, you know, as forgiving. That's why right. at a young age, through go-karts, yes, there's speed. There's already speed at that level, especially sa go-karts, may levels yan eh. But it's still forgiving right. some way, somehow. Yeah. Itong sport nyo, what I've been observing as you talk, is very interesting in that may kapartner kayong machine eh. Diba? Whereas with other sport, sabihin natin like basketball, pag nag-shoot ka at hindi pumasok ng bola, hindi naman kasalanan ng bola yun, diba? in a sense. Right? Uh-huh. But was, with you guys, like you have certain control over the machine, pero yung machine pa rin ang, ang nag-work at the end of the day, diba? like the gas and the wheels and all that. So, gano'ng kalaki pa yung partnership na pumapasok in your part versus with like maintaining the car, knowing how to drive, etc. Well, for me, I grew up with certain philosophies when it comes to motorsports. The first philosophy I follow is, one, it's not an individual sport. It's a team sport. A lot of people see it as the race car driver or the driver being on screen, the guy in front of the, the oh. poster boy. Yes. Yes. But, I do believe, and I'm sure I'm not alone when I say this, that motorsports or success in motorsports involves a team. A complete team that also involves chemistry. So, hindi porket mechanical lang siya. And they go in yan. You have to you know, treat them well, make them happy, and at the same time, help them. There are drivers who are pretty much just arrive and drive. Sad to say, they just come to the racetrack, do their thing, and they get out of there. But I want to do or what I want to practice is that I get involved even more. So 
beyond the times of the day wherein we have to practice the car test the car or race at that we want to stay longer to check the mechanics out how the car is doing it's not just for the team but it's also for yourself because you know more about the car so should something happen in the middle of a session or a race and you have more awareness as to what can go wrong right or on the other hand from a different perspective what do you have and for you to use towards your advantage or for you to optimize my second philosophy is that talking about numbers or math I'd like to believe that Motorsports is about 60% driver, 40% car, machinery. 40% car, why? Kung may problema kotse mo, then you wouldn't compete. Kahit ganong kagaling yung driver, if the car will not complement you or your machinery won't complement you, then you can kiss your dreams goodbye. Although may mga miracles pa rin, never know. Yeah. But it has to be a perfect combination, a, a, a perfect jive. On the other hand, kahit ganong kagaling yung kabayo, figuratively. Yeah. Kung yung hinete, you know, magaling. Yeah. And what's, where do we stand by it? So it's a nice, it's, uh, like as you were saying, Chino, a while ago, it's really a perfect blend of man and machine. And that's what makes motorsports a very complex sport and not as straightforward as a lot of people think it is. Yeah, oh, Kasi, like, yun nga, di ba? Ang, ang Pilipino kasi, we're more attuned to traditional sports. Like, yes. yung mga ball sports natin, di ba? That is uh, what we are accustomed to. So, dito sa world natin ngayon, in the, in the local context, do you think motorsports has a place in Philippine culture? Like, ma-acceptable ba siya sa Pilipino? Well, coming from someone who belongs to the, to the industry, I would say that we have a lot of talent. We have a lot of great drivers. We have a lot of great mechanics and crew and engineers at that. In fact, we have, not a lot of people know, but we have Filipino mechanics who actually work abroad mm. in international teams, not just... Wow, okay. Yeah, um, not necessarily Formula One, although meron din. There are people who are part of the Formula One the circus driver, but in other racing championships around the world, especially around Asia, we have Filipinos who are actually doing ano, a great job. Right. But throughout history, to be honest, ano, the Philippines has had a very rich motorsport culture, motorsport history back as, as far as the 70s and 80s. Wow, okay. We've, we've had a great history, rich history at that. We've heard the, the names of, of Cholo Ramirez, Dante Silverio, Jovi Marcelo, and the likes who, who've, who've made waves abroad, who've set their own stories. Among others, a lot of other drivers throughout the years, even throughout the recent years, have made their mark in the global scene. Yun nga lang, as far as Philippine motorsports is concerned, when the global oil crisis hit us, mm. I think it was during the 80s or 90s, if I'm not mistaken, motorsports had to take a back seat. And it took them a while to regain the glory days it used to have. Mm. And then 
back up until siguro the, the 2000s and the early 2010s ano it was it was flourishing right okay yun nga lang i have to say siguro especially when covid hit ito na naman medyo on a struggle na naman nagdip na naman right nagdip na naman yo yun lang na, na, it's interesting you mentioned something you that's interesting na ito yung sport na naapekto ng global oil crisis di ba like yes. because you're operating a machine hindi natin naiisip na yung machine kailangan din ng fuel Diba? So there are like a lot of external factors that affect your sport. So syempre, kailangan din ng, like an extraordinary amount of preparation for it. So can you walk us through like the levels of things that hindi natin naiisap necessarily when it comes to preparing for a race or for a competition? Well, like we like we were talking about a while ago, Chido, there are two main parts of it. It's man and machinery. When we talk of machinery, We talk of the necessities in the car. You have your engine, your suspension, you have your under chassis, you have your body, and everything that come along with it. Your overall maintenance, kumbaga. Over the overall maintenance. And for race cars, kasi it's not like your ordinary vehicle na, okay, change oil after X amount of kilometers or change long tire pressure. Yes, meron din. Pero plus, 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 plus. Because you're driving at retained, I mean, at, at higher average speeds, at higher strain, because you're turning at higher speeds as well. Right. So a lot of these things, ano eh, uh, where, right. kumbaga, wear and tear at a quicker rate. Although the racing, ano naman, the racing parts, kumbaga, for layman's terms, or yung mga performance parts na kabit, or ano naman, they're not stuck. Uh, iba right. din uh, yung ginagamit namin kumpara sa mga stock cars that we see on the road so right. they add added performance they add, add uh, they, they provide added stability added rigidity and everything else so it makes the car faster and it makes the car endure those speeds we don't have to get into more technical stuff but yun nga it's pretty much it the bubble. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, for a driver, yun nga, the funny perception, siguro, especially before the whole drive to survive crazy oh. happened, di ba? Ngayon, a lot of people start to appreciate what a race car driver has to go through to prepare right. oh. for, for a race. But back then talaga, nung not a lot of people were aware, Oh, they thought it was just as simple as starting your car and driving fast. Yeah, yung papasok na lang sa kotse. Papasok na lang, adna na lang, di ba? Right. And uh, parang there were perceptions as well that race car drivers aren't really athletes. Right. Because it's, yun nga, it's not as straightforward as it is. Right. But yun nga, what people ask me back then, even up until now, from time to time, are race car drivers athletes? I say yes. Why? To put it simple, If a basketball player or a football player or any other athlete or most of the other athletes for that matter, magkamali lang, magkaroon na laps, so concentration. The worst thing that can happen is an injury. Motorsports, if something similar happens, a certain lapse, like a split-second lapse lang or split-second instance na, you know, that went for a turn, went a turn for the worse, then, you know, it can cause something yeah. much more than that. Diba? Yeah. So, to actually answer your question, Uh-oh. ano ba yung no-overlook natin right. when it comes to preparation? 
yeah, people say it's fitness, physical fitness. Yes, that's true. We have certain workouts that exercise certain parts of our body to endure certain forces, to endure certain speeds at a prolonged period of time. But what's really more important talaga is your mental fitness, your reaction times, your decision-making, your maturity at that, and your disposition throughout the race. Because anything can happen that can affect your performance. Lusutan ka lang ng kalaban mo, mapikon ka, sira na yung maneho mo. Right. Those little things. So it's very uh, underrated. But the mind in motorsports or in any sport for that matter is yeah. eh, something worth taking care of. Yeah. <laughs> no, Sinaalaga na talaga. Oh. Gets, gets naman. No, kasi diba, lalo na sa inyo, diba, people tend to overlook the fact that you're in a two-ton machine, diba? And tumatakbo kayo at ridiculous speeds, diba? So, makita yes. naman natin yung mga accidents on YouTube and on TV or whatever. Pero ang dami lang nang overlook ng mga, mga crashes and, and whatnot. And it's really, it's really a dangerous sport. So, ang next question ko sa'yo is, how did you still, like, continue doing it despite the ridiculous amount of risk involved? Paano mo na-overcome yun? And paano mo na-explain yun sa mga tao na parang, oh, hindi ba delikado yan? Mabilis ka magpatakbo. Wow, I must be sick in the head. Pero paano nga ba? Well, I guess, ano eh, um, it's just the love for the sport. Eh. Right. It's hard for me to answer it directly because we all know the risks involved. We all know how dangerous it could be. Although, yes, with technology and the sport nowadays um, continuously evolving, certain accidents or certain incidents give you a, let's say, a better result compared to how it was decades ago. Right. Although it's probably not as seen or not as revealing, but like the materials used in, in these car in these cars for certain components and eh, thorough research talaga throughout the years eh. and it was some um, precipitated by sad to say ano ren fatalities in the sport right so parang although they were sad stories they were tragedies they were also opportunities to learn and to actually start improving right. technologies of the, of racing but at the same time as the saying goes, just never know what can happen. And with that, still presents that risk. But siguro, at least for me, what keeps it going is ano, just the love for it. Right. And the fact that I am sick in the head. Because <laughs> <laughs> in intense din yan. Kasi you not only are a driver, but you also write about cars and about, about motorsports. Yes. Eh, so, Talagang nandun yung love and yung passion mo for this sport, diba? So, itong yeah. next question ko, I guess you can answer it both as a race car driver and as a journalist. Kamusta ang car culture dito sa Pilipinas? Like, how how active is it? How big is it? Are people really as into cars as they say? Oh yeah, it's raving. The car community is raving. And we don't have to focus just on motorsports. Even the car culture in general, na you see groups of, of enthusiasts, of car, certain car owners. There's a lot, there's variety talaga. 
and it's on a craze. It's been on a craze to be to be honest. And what's really fascinating is how welcoming these groups are, how warm they keep part of a certain family, just by the fact that you share a passion for something, which is a piece of metal and everything that's inside it. In terms of the current situation, that you know, it continues to get bigger. A lot of gimmicks have been thought of. And what's really nice that I noticed is there are certain groups that incorporate road safety to their advocacies. Because yun na, uh, I'm a race car driver. I drive fast. I do it to compete. I do it pretty much as a living. But what I would want to also impart personally is that we do it at the right venues. And being a race car driver, I guess we also become aware of the limitations of the driver and the car. So, op, hanggang dito lang kaya ko. So, I don't have to force it. Wala akong kailangan patunayan dito when I'm driving on the road. Right. Yes, we're not perfect. I have, I've had my own streaks. I'm not going to lie. But uh, at the end of the day, we try to not just think about ourselves, but also the others around right. us. So going back to the topic of the car culture, uh, what fascinates me the most is that these groups find a way to insert road safety, whether it's from a holistic point of view as a driver, how to drive safely, how to drive defensively, or how to make sure your car is roadworthy. So there are many angles to it. And that to me is very fascinating. Right, right. Linda din nung pinasok mo yung talk about safety because being a professional driver, you're basically somebody who is very good at something that most people do on a daily basis, diba? Like lahat ng tao nag-drive to and from work, yes. from place to place, right? So ikaw ba, na-apply mo ba yung skills mo? As a pro- like do people expect you to get from point A to point B in half the time? pressure as a professional driver driving in a normal road akala nila lalo na during my younger years akala nila porket race car driver oh balasubos oh madero nakakatakot ay si, si my, oh Milo's driving oh prepare it's about to get down it's gonna get scary it's gonna get scary di ba right. pero nagugulat sila they actually get surprised when I start driving the car and they're like oh bakit parang ang smooth, bakit ang boring, parang walang kabuhay-buhay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, ano, I'm not joking. And, but yes, like I said a while ago, minsan may mga streaks, minsan napapahataw, minsan pipikod sa mga drivers na alam naman natin na yeah. meron na mga nakaka, meron talaga mga nakakapikod and it's sad to see those on the road and uh, I don't want to get that far, go that far. But, and, um at least for me, I try to make it a point to get from point A to point B smoothly, safely, because like I mentioned a while ago as well, I know the limitations and I know what my car and what, and my, what I myself can and cannot do. And if there's one thing I would wish now is that everybody driving on the road, Sky Team D race car driver can actually you know, internalize it that way also. See from a See it from a certain perspective wherein not only do they 
have their limitations, but also the cars around them as well. Eh, yun nga, minsan, there are certain yeah. sceneries na, ano, di ba, not so yeah. pleasing to the eye and it, it just riles you up. But, yeah. yun nga, all you can do is just, you know, wish for better, oh. better tomorrow. <laughs> Kasi, di ba, yung Philippines is notorious for having oh. the worst traffic in the world. Di ba? Then we know what's the poll. Oh my goodness. What's the poll about that, di ba? So, I guess, ang next question ko lang dito, just to veer away from the negative here is to, to just like, have a nice little bow to wrap this episode up. Yung recent uptick in race car fanatics to Moble over time, di ba? With yung mga, mga Drive to Survive, yeah. all the movies that came out, di ba? People have really been into the into the racing scene. So, sa tingin mo ba, as an active member of that scene, maganda ba yung natulong nitong mga media exposure na nakuha ng racing in recent years? Oh yes, definitely. It brought a lot of fans I mean, brought in more fans of the sport. It gave the general public a better idea of what it really is, what the sport really is. Yan nga lang, siguro, medyo kulang pa yung knowledge because a lot of the people only know Formula 1. When we talk of Drive to Survive, but not a lot of people really know the lower levels, so to speak, or the levels that it, it take, the levels needed to reach Formula 1, or even go farther with the local scenes. Kahit for Filipino fans, instead of sa or sana, we find ways to appreciate the local motorsport scene as well, to bring it back to its, its glory days. Because um, nga, as we were mentioning a while ago, in terms of publicity, in terms of exposure, in terms of fan base, it's not as big. Malaki yung community, but the fan base isn't. So, siguro, looking at how the, the pull of these documentaries and these movies have impacted the general public into loving the sport. Sana, optimistically, you know, they find the way to see how it really is over here. You see the local racing community and who knows, maybe from there, the sport would start to regain better value once again. Right. Because you know, there are a lot of talents in the sport. Oo. Kahit locally, ang kulang lang talaga support. Yes, tama yan. So guys, sa mga nanonood ng Ascals, para minsan-minsan, lipat nyo naman sa racing, di ba? Huwag na kayo puro football. Di ba? <laughs> Daplesan nyo yung racing, di ba? So, uh, uh, ano naman, imbis na, ano ba ito? Artificial grass, asphalto naman na yes, kami. Yes, <laughs> Anyway, thank you, Milo Rivera, for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Kung may gusto kong paalam sa listeners ko, like where they can find you, where they can read your articles, now's the time to know. Yeah, but before anything else, you know, thank you so much for having me. It's truly a pleasure to have this chat with you and to enjoy the conversations at this time of the day. Sure. But yeah, for those who want to follow me, my two main channels are on Facebook and on Instagram. For Facebook, that's Milo Rivera. For Instagram, that's Milo Rivera underscore. For upcoming events, I'm pretty much around when it comes to the local motorsports scene. Not only do I race competitively, but I also do coaching. I also officiate certain, uh, certain race events. Going back to being a competitor, I actually have a race this coming Yo. October 29 to 30 at Clark International Speedway. It's actually the Formula V1 Championship. So open wheel siya. 
I'll be driving for Front Row Racing and Petron. So I hope to see you guys there. And siguro, konting plug in na rin. If may gusto magpaturo ng racing with the game, let's go. <laughs> But in general, I just you know also want to show appreciation to everybody who've, who've made my career where it is right now. For, for taking me to to certain heights and for me to continue enjoying the sport after 15 years because of because of I mean, because alam naman natin how expensive the sport is and right. there were people who just had to do their part in order for us to get the counter counterpart support and personally it's it's very touching and warming for me Aww. to be still here and I, not, as you mentioned I'm also the motoring editor of Manila Standard. And I've been handling the post for a year now. And it's all thanks to my involvement in the, in the industry. So from here, tuloy-tuloy lang talaga. And I'm enjoying the ride. And I really can't wait what uh, tomorrow holds or what's next for me. All right. Thank you so much, Marlo Rivera. Thank you so much, Gina. Lap for, <laughs> for for this week's episode of the Class Clown Podcast. Again, a very special thank you to Mr. Milo Rivera for answering all my car questions. Also, a special shout out to a common friend in Miss Hannah Bacani for hooking this interview up. Now, for the next few weeks, we'll be talking to more people about more interesting things. I am also still going to be doing some stand-up comedy for all the things that I'm up to, whether it's the podcast, videos that I put up, social media. Please check out at Chino Supersized on all your social media platforms or go to linktr.ee slash Chino Supersized. It's also on that link tree where you can find a link to my very first one-hour special. It is a labor of love and a lot of hard work. And I am absolutely very proud of it. And I would appreciate if you could spare some change and send it my way. I know $350 might be a lot for some people, but you know what? Your inflation, <laughs> unity. I, I don't know. I don't have a good. I don't have a good answer for that. But hopefully, with your 350, you can support my little project and you can help me uh, earn money doing stand-up comedy. Good enough. Let's leave it at that. So link tr.ee/slash chino supersize. And that does it for this week's episode of the Class Clown Podcast. This has always been a Podcast Network Asia production powered, of course, by Pod Networks. I am Chino Liao. Thank you and goodbye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. 
Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.